0: Okay, everybody, pack your headphones. We're headed to Slovenia.
1: Oh my God, it's completely dark. I have no control over like where to go, where I am. What's going on? I, uh, well, I don't even know where you are now. Like, are you on the left, on the right? Rosanna? 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 Oh my goodness.
0: This is the Sound School podcast with the backstory to great audio storytelling. It's from PRX and Transom. I'm Rob Rosenthal. I'm still pinching myself. This fall, I spent a couple of weeks in Slovenia. I was there to teach a reporting and storytelling workshop, but I also made sure to spend time getting to know the country a little bit. Man, the landscape, the food the local wine, the cycling, the magnificent caves, my God, the caves, and so many big-hearted people. And yes, I know I, I i sound like some sort of tourism brochure, but truly, I'd really go back to Slovenia in a heartbeat. The country's located in Central Europe. It was part of Yugoslavia until 1991 when it became independent. It borders Italy, Austria, Hungary, and Croatia. Radio Slovenia is the public broadcast service in the country. There are eight stations in all, several in foreign languages like Italian and English. There's also a news channel and an arts channel. And in some respects, on those two stations, tradition is very important. That cuckoo is a good example. Radio Slovenia has aired this sound to mark the top of the hour since the service launched 94 years ago. To be clear, they wouldn't play five cuckoos in a row at 5 o'clock or 8 at 8 o'clock. Instead, it worked like this. If a song ended, say, a minute before the hour, they'd fill the time with a minute of cuckoos. They recently modernized the sound, but the cuckoo's still there. Well, I hope that we sound modern, uh, but I'm not so sure about that. Matej Propotnik invited me to Slovenia to teach an audio storytelling workshop. Matej is a radio producer and reporter. He oversees other reporters at the station. He manages podcasting.
2: And I'm I'm a radio
0: nerd, right? Yes, you are. (laughs) I don't have to fact check that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right, you're right. When Matej says he's not sure Radio Slovenia sounds modern, he's not referring to the cuckoo. He likes the cuckoo. He's thinking of a couple of other aspects of the on-air sound, specifically on the news and arts channels. For instance, how Slovenian is spoken. Now, Worldwide, there are about 2 million people who speak Slovenian. Not a lot. So Matej says it's incumbent upon the country's public broadcaster to speak the language properly.
2: You have to understand that the audiences expect a lot from Radio Slovenia, and most certainly... Uh, taking care of Slovenian language is part of our mission. So usually we would get phone calls in if, if, you, if people hear mistakes or a dialect is too strong.
0: Anyone who works on air has to learn a formal version of Slovenian, a manner of speaking that's often used to address large audiences. To perfect it requires a year of elocution training.
2: Yes, the voice training. Uh, that is somewhat famous... And if you're a public speaker in Slovenia, uh, it is probably one of the best training you can get here. Uh, I can tell you that people would even write about it in their CVs on LinkedIn, for example. And in fact, Slovenian is hard to speak. You need to pay attention to where you stress the verbs, on which syllable, you need to make sure that you open the vowels correctly, Matej
0: joined Radio Slovenia as a student in 2000, and he went through the training. He used to record himself practicing.
2: He used to record himself
0: practicing. Over the course of the instruction, he lost his regional dialect. He says it happens to everyone.
2: Which you might think is a good thing, and I think it is, because whenever I'm speaking publicly, uh, I know that I'm a pretty good speaker. But at the same time, the more that you speak correctly, maybe
0: you're losing your own voice. He says the voice training is important, but all the emphasis on elocution, it can be stressful for some reporters sitting in the mic booth, wondering if you're pronouncing A's correctly.
2: I think... We are not stressing enough that a speaker in the studio should be relaxed. And if you're not relaxed, how can you be a good narrator? You want to sound natural, and if you're not relaxed, you can't
0: really be. This way of presenting ties directly to another issue, the way stories are told at Radio Slovenia. Not the news, that lends itself to being formal, but feature reporting. Matej says they don't really lean into storytelling, and that's the reason he brought me there, to provide a space where reporters could try out new approaches to reporting. The workshop was held in Matavun, a ridiculously pretty little village about an hour outside of Ljubljana, the capital. I spent a week with 10 reporters, eight from Radio Slovenia's news and arts channels, plus two others, one from Serbia and one from Bosnia. English wasn't an issue. Everyone spoke it incredibly well. The assignment was straightforward, produce a short profile of someone interesting who's wrestling with a problem. And there was an additional requirement. Sound. There needed to be scenes to record. Matei was hoping we'd accomplish a lot in a week in terms of storytelling, thinking in scenes, interviewing for story, structure, scoring, writing for radio... Writing was a big one, actually. Many stories reported at Radio Slovenia are either non-narrated or entirely narrated. We were shooting for something in between, a mix, narration, quotes, and sound. We also encouraged the reporters to write more conversationally, which of course was a challenge, not only because of their training, but because everyone was writing in English. I mean, it's one thing to speak English, another to write it, and never mind tracking in English. I'd say the workshop really put them to the test. Many of the reporters were swimming in the radio deep end. Urska, do you want to come up? Urska. At the end of the workshop, we held a listening event during the first ever audio festival in Slovenia. I was so lucky to be there then. I'd say maybe 40 or so people were in the room to hear the reporters' stories.
3: Yeah, my name is Urska Ivanovic. I work um, at the news program and I really seldom do stories like this. Almost never. So.
0: And so, so using that analogy of swimming in the deep end, what was swimming in the deep end for you for this?
3: Searching for a person with a story, because yeah. in the news, we usually, well, the stories happen, and then we do them. Uh, here, well, this was the most challenging part, to find somebody that would open up to me.
0: Is there anything we need to know about your story before we listen to it?
3: No, I don't think so. Gregor woke up in an ambulance, half an hour after passing out.
4: I remember I was uh, strapped on the bed. I was not able to lift my head because they were uh, afraid that I uh, broken maybe some bones of my head or maybe my neck or something. So I was really fixated, just <laughs> able to turn my eyes, nothing else.
3: <laughs> he said driving to the hospital was really stressful. It was not good.
4: I was thinking just uh, what mistake have I made that this accident happened.
3: Gregor Turk is a professional horse trainer at the Lipica stud farm. They also have a ranch at home. His father brought home the first Lipican horse when he was free.
4: My father started with uh, breeding with Lipica. What do you
0: hear in that story that's unusual for Urska and Radio Slovenia that you'd like to hear more of?
2: I think... It's the structure. She started the story with uh, with a character in an ambulance, and right away we wanted to know what the story is all about, and we only found out later. So I think what she did, what, what reporters at Radio Slovenia usually would not, is really to think really hard about the, the structure. And then it's not just acts and tracks. She was kind of playing with the tape which is something that I would like to hear more often. And I think she does it really well.
3: If you're not in tune with your horse, at best you don't make progress. At worst, you get hurt. It can happen in a second, I saw it, the horse jumped.
4: This is how we can fall off a horse.
3: Gregor recovered easily. But a few years ago, Gregor wasn't completely focused while he was trying to break a young mare big mistake.
4: So I was taking this mare from the
0: Other stories produced at the workshop included a piece about a man from Serbia ostracized by his parents for being gay. A year of silence followed, or a minute. It was the same for Marco at the time.
4: Words just couldn't go through my mouth. I couldn't say it out loud and I was just crying, 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 crying. And then
0: I just said it out loud that I have a boyfriend. Another story profiled a singer in an anarcho feminist chorus.
3: We should uh, start thinking that our common enemy are not migrants or uh, gay people, but uh, these people that are above us
0: politicians, landlords, capitalists of all sorts.
3: No, I can't keep quiet.
0: One piece focused on an ethnomusicologist and the discovery of what might be the oldest known instrument. It's a 50 to 60,000-year-old Neanderthal flute.
5: But he believes it would be fairly easy for Neanderthals to make it with the tools they had as well. And then came the big moment. Would his replica work? Could he play it? If we can make
4: some sound, some changing on some different pitches with two holes, then it's even more likely to be an, an instrument.
0: And one reporter, Metka Piertz, really changed things up for herself and decided to write a first-person essay. And what did you think of that in the moment?
4: Um, uh, I really took uh, that as a challenge uh, and as an opportunity to do something else that I usually do.
0: All right. This is not a job interview. How are you really feeling about it?
4: (laughs) (laughs) So much anxiety and everything. You were so what? It was so much anxiety for me. Yeah. 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 And then, then then was uh, that afternoon? I was a little depressed because I didn't know how to put everything together. Yeah, it was crazy roller coaster for me.
0: (laughs) And yet you did it. Yeah.
4: Wake up, feed the kid, push the button on the coffee machine, the first of many coffees that day, dress my kid, dress myself, rush to the kindergarten, the phone rings, the boss is calling, I have to confirm the stories for the news today, I quickly go out field recording, quickly to the car, track my narration, set the hotspot, day after day, chasing last seconds all over. Hi, I'm Mitka, a correspondent for Radio
2: Slovenia. I remember the moment when you suggested uh, a reporter in the classroom that she should maybe try with an essay.
0: Here's Matej again.
2: And that for me was like, yeah, let's do that because it's something that has rarely been done at Radio Slovenia. So she was actually, you know, kind of forced to do what she never does and do a lot more writing. And I hope that we will hear a lot more of that
0: in the future. Hi.
1: Hi, Rob. Hi, everybody.
0: Uh, Could you introduce yourself? (laughs) Could you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm Katia, and I'm very happy to be here.
0: (laughs) The last story we played at the public event will be the last story we'll hear on this episode, and I want you to hear all of it. It's about the Skotian Cave. It's one of the largest caves in Europe, and the entrance was right around the corner from the workshop. The story was produced by Katja Stojnić, and I spoke with her after the workshop. She has truly been bitten by the radio bug.
1: I love the fact that it gives people a um, place for imagination. You can, like, take people on this crazy journey, and um, e- each sound will give them their own perspective of what is going on, but in each head of each listener, it will be a different thing. That's the beauty of it, I think.
0: Katja is 26, and she produces and hosts a Radio Slovenia podcast about issues facing her generation. For the show, she poses big questions like, should we have children? How can we buy food and minimize the environmental impact? Questions like that. Her podcast is called Rojneta Dolina. And with that pronunciation, I bet my phone is already ringing with a complaint. Katya says she's gotten those calls, people saying she doesn't respect the language.
1: But what is respectful way to the listeners? In my opinion, it's to be who you are and to say it as it is, you know, not trying to be something
0: you're not. Everything about the story she produced during the week was different than how she normally reports. Everything. Katya joined the workshop at the last minute. She replaced someone who fell ill with COVID. And she says she normally plans her time in the field, but she couldn't this time.
1: It was so great because I was not overthinking it. I was just pushed into this thing, and, you know, what I was interested about, I just asked. So that was very nice.
0: This led her to be in the moment more, to notice what she noticed. I was trying
1: to, to look around me and to uh, really, really say what I'm feeling so the people could, could actually feel what we were experiencing.
0: And then there was the writing
1: radio writing that was so interesting to write it as i would say it to my friend or to to my family or some random people you know try to not be this radio person who is very like oh hello good evening you know now this is the interview no i was just like hey i experienced that and i want to tell you about it come with me oh my god it's completely dark I have no control over, like, where to go, where I am, what's going on, I, uh, well, I don't even know where you are now, like, are you on the left, on the right, Rosanna? 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 Oh my god, (laughs) you scared the shit out of me, what the
5: hell? Now you can understand that Ooh, You're a again. joker, aren't you? <laughs> so Katja, welcome to the Scottish Caves, a World Heritage property. Welcome in the blossom of the classical karst. Are you ready? I'm very ready. Okay, perfect.
6: Caves are a place I was never really interested about. I mean, what can be pleasurable really in being trapped in a hole underground? Also, I've been to the caves before. Not a fan of humid places, and I'm quite lazy. But I met Rosanna, who went to the caves once again, and things changed.
5: So we are now entering into the Shkotsian caves in Slovenia. We have over fourteen thousand caves. And you can imagine every year the cavers explore three to five hundred new caves. So Slovenia is one of the hotspots on caves. Slovenia is a karst country, half of our...
6: Rosana Crkvenik is is in love with nature. She is a caver, nature conservationist of the Škocin Caves Regional Park, a geographer and a cyclist. She did a PhD in Karstology, the science of karst. We were approaching the bottom of the valley. The freshness was taking over, the murmur of the river was getting louder by each step we took. River Ereka is a very important part of the caves because it actually created them by sinking underground and dissolving the limestone. Anyway, it was getting cold. Temperature was dropping fast when, eventually, it stopped at 12 degrees Celsius, the constant in the caves. Air, crystal clean. I literally felt my lungs were recovering from all the smog up above. Finally, me and Rosanna entered the cave. It's getting darker and darker. I can sense that we are entering a huge chamber, but I couldn't really see what was around me. At one point, Rosanna turned on the lights.
5: And now take a deep breath because now you will see one of the one part of one of the largest underground canyons in the world. That's it.
1: Oh my god. Oh. I feel like we're in the elfville.
5: Yeah, so but you, you remain speechless for a moment, didn't yes. you?
1: This world, like <laughs> It's a world from a fairy tale, you know, it, it's not like, it's not the world we're living in. So, you know, it's, a, it's just the river and it's the rocks and it's this like very intimate yellow light, you know, like the pad that goes up and there is no Coca-Cola signs, no McDonald's, you know, no marketing, it's just
5: being one with nature. And now maybe you understand me what I was trying to, to somehow present you. You can read everywhere. You can see nice pictures, even 3D pictures you can see, but you don't get the feeling of being in the cave.
6: Rosana is in the Scottish caves that are protected by UNESCO almost every day, sometimes even a few times a day. She goes in for different purposes, such as monitoring and research, cave restoration, photography, exploration, tourist guiding, and most importantly, nature protection and supervision.
1: You are a nature conservationist. One of the most important points in your work is just that, you know, like the problematics of human impact on nature, more specifically caves. At the same time, you are working in a national park, which is a tourist destination. What the hell?
5: As in life, you always have to find the balance. On one hand, of course, we have caves, which, are, uh, which need protection. Uh, but on the other hand, the visitors, I mean, all of us, we as humans, we have the right to see this natural beauty. And here it's our main task. How to present this fragile environment to the visitors. I always say that we are a good platform, protected areas, to be the link between the science and between, let's say, the public. We have to give what we know, we have to give this back to people. Do you ever
1: play music in the cave?
5: No. Why not? The music of the cave is just perfect. And my professor once said, if you put a circus in a church, then you have a circus and it's not a church anymore. So even though I I like music on the radio, (laughs) but when you're in a cave, you should enjoy in the sounds of nature. No music is needed in the cave.
6: The deeper we went to the cave, the stronger our bond was. Rosanna goes to the cave with many groups. Kids, teenagers, elders, people with mental diseases, people with physical disabilities. Yet, every time she says, it's a different thing, depending on how you feel and who you are there with.
5: I remember once uh, this summer when I had the opportunity to guide the Ukrainian teenagers, the refugees, through the cave. They didn't understand the language, but I know that they were talking about the cave. And when they said, Thank you for hosting us. I mean, this was, this was special.
1: Why?
5: They were so thankful. And I said... We cannot give you the families and the homes, but maybe you can forget this for two hours. Sorry. Sorry, I'm crying. Would you dare to go out without lights? Yes. (laughs) I don't think it was, maybe it was Platon. He said, at the end of the tunnel, there is the light.
6: We are heading out, and I'm thinking about our time, our two hours. She is so right about seeing the cave, the world, just as we feel inside. Different each day. Today, I saw a cave as a new chapter, as an opportunity, love. But that was today. I don't know what tomorrow brings. All I know is we gotta keep searching for the light. From Matavun, I'm Katja Stoinich.
0: Let's talk about Katya's story.
2: Oh, Katya's story, yeah. She crushed it, didn't she? <laughs> I, I, I hear, like, a very young reporter who hasn't been through all of the training, and that sounds really great because you have someone who doesn't really... Uh, who doesn't really worry about how she will sound like she just sounds like herself and this is this is exactly the direction where we wanted to go
0: Matej told me he's eager for the next step for the reporters to put to use what they learned but not in English
2: you know Rob I must I, I cannot stress enough that writing stories for reporters of radio slovenia in english was quite a challenge because i mean i speak good english but i'm still over concerned about how would I produce a story in English because, uh, you know, I was taught that the language really matters and I'm really paying a lot of attention to my Slovenian when I'm on the radio. And I know that my English is not as good as, as my Slovenian. So the thing that I'm really, really looking forward to is to hear stories in Slovenian. That will be a reality check.
0: Matej Propotnik is the Assistant Director of Radio Strategies at Radio Slovenia. And check this He's also the bicycle mayor of Ljubljana, a story for another time. Jeff Town has done it again. Jeff is Transom's tools guy, reviews all kinds of new equipment, complete with audio samples and photos. Well, now he's put together his annual gear guide, his best of recommendations for 2022. Recorders, microphones, USB interfaces, headphones. Find out what made Jeff's ears smile this year at transom.org. This is the Sound School podcast, the backstory to great audio storytelling. Genevieve Sponsler over at PRX marks up my scripts. Jay Allison at Transom does too. Thank you both. Thanks also to WCAI and Woods Hole, the radio center of the universe. I'm Rob Rosenthal. Thanks for listening. What do you think about the cuckoo?
1: How do you know about the cuckoo? (laughs) Um, Cuckoo is like this. Yeah, I love cuckoo. I have to say cuckoo has to stay.
0: From PRX and Transom.org.